0: All right, everybody, we're back. Mm, that was our sponsor break there. Bo, did they did their sponsors get enough airtime? No, we need more. We need
1: more sponsors, more people. Okay. Jump on board, right. guys. We will yeah. talk all about you.
0: Absolutely. Well, so we're talking about MotoGP in Le Mans. Um, and we talked about it already about last year being a wet race. So we had Petrucci winning his Winning the race, winning his first wet race, I think. Or that was that the first race he had ever won? Because I, I think they went to Mugello. Did they go Mugello after that? No, he won. Uh, that was he his He won second, Mugello. Yeah, yeah he okay, won right.
1: Mugello in 2019, yep. I think, was that's his right. first race. That's
0: right. Okay, win. so, right. So that's right. So, um, and then, you know, he wins this race in the wet, which was great. Alex Marquez, the last time. Uh, you know, HRC was relevant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> shots fired. Uh, shots fired. And then Bo's hero, Pol Fargo, putting it on the podium with KTM. Which he was still so, not happy about, by the way. No, he was still mad because it was raining. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think for me, you know, Davizioso finished fourth. He's obviously not in the championship now. Um, for me, this this weekend is a big, big, big weekend for not only Honda but Mark Marquez. Um, and you know he needs to. He's he's actually done pretty phenomenally to finish in the top ten twice, but he doesn't look like the Marquez of old at all. So we we're hoping to see that guy reemerge. Um, we've got we've got some real interesting battles for the world championship happening already. We've got some really, uh, new players that we didn't expect. And, um, this race is going to be the home race for your boy, Fabio Quartararo and for Johan Zarco. And, you know, Zarco finished fifth last year, but Quartararo finished, uh, in ninth. Um, so I'm expecting big things from those two. What about you? Uh,
1: definitely, I think, I, I think they expect big, big things from themselves, right? Um, you know, we've got Fabio lost the lead, um, the championship lead last race with the arm pump. Um, so I think Fabio definitely wants to come back after that surgery. He wants to be, I don't know if he'll
0: be a hundred percent yet.
1: I don't think so. Um, but you know, we'll see what the rain does, you know, like I said, we've said that wet races sometimes can be that great equalizer. So I'm not sure if that would lend itself in favor to Fabio. Um, you know, if there's less pressure on the brake lever, less Mm -hmm. pressure on the gas, I I think it will. Yeah. So if that could play into his, into his advantage, just a little
0: bit, um, the power will have yeah. to be turned down a little bit. There's no way they can use full power. Uh-huh. No way. Right. Uh, you know, and and uh, but,
1: Pecco Bagnaia is just really strong this year. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. he's really strong. And uh, you know, of course, Jack Miller. Jack Miller, his other win, his other GP win was in the rain at uh, Assen, I believe, in 2016. Right. I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's a good a good wet weather rider as well. And you know, he's got a lot of momentum coming off of of his first dry win so you know there's there's racing this year is just it's phenomenal racing we've got so many possibilities that could ha- that could play out before us um but you know Zarco had a good had a top five last year um out of that top five uh from last year Zarco is the strongest one this year so you know it's it, yeah. it'll definitely be yeah. something to watch and you know talking back about the mark marquez point that you brought up i think marquez is going to take yet another step forward this weekend um especially i think if it's a wet race um i i would not be surprised to see marquez with a top 6 or a top 5 this weekend um simply because i think he's really fighting to come back uh soon he's got two week he had a two week break um you know he didn't run a lot of uh didn't what ran seven laps at the Jerez test i think mm-hmm. um, so he's got some rest uh, and, and he's, if it, if you ask me, it's Marquez. He wants to, he's ready to come back. He's ready to get back to work. And, and, uh, you know, he's, he's a Sunday, a Sunday rider. Once he's been able to find the limit and, and work around it and knows what he needs to do for the race. And, and I think he's really going about his return very methodically he's not, you know, jumping all in and, and for lack of a better term, he's not being stupid about it. Uh, it seemed like he's following the directions of some of the doctors, so he he's he's definitely building himself back the way that he needs to.
0: Well, I I you have to you have to do whatever you can. Your physical therapy, your your exercise, your mental state—all that stuff has got to recover. Um, the physical therapy will help you recover physically, but mentally you have to get there too. And hopefully, you know, we wish Mark the best in his recovery. I think it's going well. To your point so far. Um, And we'll see what happens. I I do have some questions. I am a little bit worried, but it's early yet. So let's just give him some time and let him finish. If he's still finishing in ninth and 10th at the end of the year, I'll be really worried for him. Um, But we have a long way to go before that. You know, we, we know that this weekend might have some rain. And before we get to diving into the race too much, there was another appearance of that man on an Aprilia. Also in the rain at Mugello, and uh, he looks good on that bike, even in the wet, man. He just does. Andrea DeVizioso was out in Mugello with a Aprilia on a two-day test, and he looks fantastic. Did you see any of that? Did you read into it? What do you think?
1: I did not. Um, I did see the the headline, I think, that uh, said that the wet—I think it was a wet test, like you said, at, at Mugello. So I think that uh, that prevented him from really being able to push. Um, so he's not going to be able to find the limit, but, uh, but just going off the Jerez test, you know, he was running race pace at Jerez and not pushing the bike. So I'm, I, I know that the plan for Aprilia is not to have a wild card with, with Andrea DiVizioso, but I think if you're Aprilia, you should consider at least, you know, you should, you should definitely want that to happen. Um, and I think, uh, Massimo Ravolo made the comment that, you know, DiVizioso's fate is pretty much in his hands if he wants to do it then if that's where he wants to be then that's where he's going to be and um i i think that i really want to see davidzioso take that take that leap right Uh, i really want to see him back in the paddock i really want to see him back on the grid with these guys um on a regular basis and fighting for a champion uh because he's got the talent he's a and all these guys have the talent but but dovey was really at the tip of the spear there for a while and and once again, we've said it before. You know, maybe he just didn't get what he really needed from Ducati.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I blame the bike. The guy didn't lose the ability to ride in one off season, and he's not a guy that you hear about that's just there to to party and ride. I mean, he's a worker. He works hard. So, you know it was unfortunate that they made that decision, but that's the decision they have to make. So right. for for Dovey, you know, if it's interesting, if he thinks he can be competitive, he probably will. Um, but let's see what the rest of the year holds with the test and how he feels after another dry test. He's had, he's done a lot of laps on that bike now. I think they probably got some really good data for how the bike behaves in the wet. Um, because he did go out there and do it and he didn't have to he could have sat out but congrats to him for uh and and you know all credit to him for getting out there and doing his job as a test rider and testing the bike in sub subpar you know conditions and, and I a, go ahead know, I don't think Lorenzo would have done that <laughs> uh, you took the words right <laughs> Take so, that, so so you
1: took the words right out of my mouth dear george right so but no that's a that's a perfect the point to bring up, Jason, is uh, that tells me that he wants to be on a bike, right? You like you like we talked about our personal track days. You said if you're going to a track day and it's raining, you're just gonna sit in the camper. You, you know what I mean? You're not getting paid to be out there. You're not. You're, you're. It's not your job at that point. You know, and and yeah, he might be. He could be getting paid for this, or it probably is getting paid for this. But at the same time, he. He could turn that down. He he could just say, you know, the the risk is not worth the reward for this. I don't want to do this to get hurt. I really don't feel like doing this. Whatever the excuse might be, but no, he goes out and does it. He goes out and gets on the bike and he wants to turn laps at Magello on on an Aprilia that on a new Aprilia. So that tells me he wants to be back in the on the grid. He wants to be on the bike. He wants to be racing. He wants to be back fighting for this championship. And and I really really want to see this in 2022. Uh, It's exciting to think about the possibilities. And, and of course, all we're going to do is sit here and speculate. But, you know, if by chance Andrea DiVizioso ever listens to this podcast, please come back to the grid. We want to see you on an Aprilia. We want to see you taking the fight to the front where you should be.
0: Well, I know DiVizioso personally, uh, so I'll just text him and tell him, hey, listen, Bo says you'd be an idiot not to get on that Aprilia next year. So he'll probably do it. Um, but I agree with you. I think this is the right opportunity. I mean, it's, um, he's an Italian and an Italian manufacturer that is starting. It looks like to come into their own. They have a real shot. This bike was, it may not be perfect, but it's a, it's a gigantic step forward. It's a gigantic step forward. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I, I, let's just see what happens in the silly season and the off season. And if he signs for next year during the silly season, which is that last like five to six race time. um, I think he'll make a wild card apparent appearance. I really do. Um But you know, we'll see Andrea is a different kind of dude, you know, and he's enjoying the free time right now. Maybe you just, recharging the batteries but staying in bike shape and getting to ride a gp bike is Mm -hmm. important there i'm sure he turned a bunch of laps both days and um you know riding an italian rider riding an italian manufacturer bike in mugello i don't care if it's raining snowing hurricane tidal wave i don't care that's a great day and that's two great days so I mean, that's what it's all about. And he knew that that's why he was out there. Um, I do, you know, let's get back to the people that are actually racing because I want to send a shout out to, uh, Jorge Martin and his continued recovery. Cause you know, he's listening. He didn't have anything else to do. So Jorge, you know, we, man, that was such a nasty crash. We're glad you're okay. We're glad your surgeries went well, get well soon, get Definitely. back on the bike. We'd love to see you. Um, but i'm really impressed last time out with Taka Nakagami, and he didn't do too po- poorly last time in le mans so what do you think there's a chance we could see nakagami on a podium uh you know takagami nakagami
1: excuse me nakagami sometimes is a wild card right uh, he we see brilliance and then we see like what we saw last year at aragon you know he qualifies on pole takes off turn 4 he's down so it's okay
0: it's, here comes the bow bus no, 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 all no, right no. I'm no. Saying, oh, okay i'm just saying it's beep, he's beep, hard to bet on beep.
1: right there's the but i i'll never ever question his toughness and but and and the work that he's done on the honda in the absence of marquez has been it's just been phenomenal he's doing a fantastic job um i would like to see you know the japanese rider be more consistent towards the front um you know, a fourth place finish at la- at Jerez is going to give him a lot of momentum going into this race. Um and you know, like you said, last year was a top 7. Um but uh yeah. I don't know. Do I of- I don't I don't I don't, okay. I don't I don't see it this weekend. I, d- I just don't I don't think it's going to okay. be there. All right. I'm so not- what
0: about Morbidelli? He didn't do well there last year. What do you think for this year?
1: So I think Morbidelli has to do well this year uh, at at uh, Le Mans. It's a it's a uh, I think that there's there's definitely an urgency right now within him in in the season. He's he's still got the um trying to to prove to Yamaha that they owe him a better bike, um or that or or possibly prove to Petronas that they need to budget him for a better bike, um or possibly he wants to show better form not that he necessarily needs to, you know, based on the fact that he did so well last year in the championship on a year old bike. Um, you know, he wants to make sure he strengthens that resume for other manufacturers and other teams for next year, possibly. Um, so I I think that Morbidelli definitely has potential here. Morbidelli has got potential at, at any track. I think, I think his, his race pace is, is certainly impressive. Uh, his fast lap pace is also impressive. It's it's not nearly as blistering sometimes as a Vinales or a Quinteraro can be, or a uh, or a, a Begnaia, but it's right there in top four, top five. So I think that he's definitely a player when it comes to this race on Sunday. What do you, What about you?
0: I think he is. Uh, to your point, I think he's a player every weekend, provided he's got the machine to do it. Um, you, you might be able to say that about most everybody, but I don't think so. I, I think, um, you know, uh, I think Morbidelli, that, that situation just blows my mind and it makes me crazy. Um, but yeah, he's got a chance to do something this weekend. And I think if he stays, you know, the wet, I don't know how. The wet suits him, although with a two-year-old bike and a little bit underpowered, that might not be the worst thing when you have slippery conditions. So maybe he can push his bike a little more than the others, or it's easier. I, I don't know. I don't know how that would work out, but I, I do think that is going to, he's going to be involved at the front. And, you know, it's racing, so anything can happen. But looking over what happened last year, I, I really... I'm I'm really just thinking Morbidelli is going to do better than the other half of that garage especially at Yamaha you know I, I think Fabio will do fine it's his home track I think he'll be jacked up um, hopefully he will you know have a great race but I'm expecting Morbidelli to finish ahead of Maverick Vinales how about you? Agreed absolutely agreed and You know i I would i would really like to see rossi take a step forward on his bike i I really would like for them to figure something out um and i don't know at this point if it's the bike or if it's rossi I, i think it's probably a combination of the two um but i would really like to see the old man take some steps forward so that racing becomes fun again but you know, this is racing, and it's highly competitive, and sometimes I, you just can't. And, you know, I, I've said it many times. Father time is undefeated. Um, you know, the days of me setting a lap record anywhere are long gone. So I need to be happy with good, clean laps and having a good time in the paddock, right? So right. for Rossi, he's such a competitor. He's been there for so long. It's hard to set it to that mindset, but at the same time, you know the end comes for us all, and I hope I hope he goes in the way that he wants to go. I I don't care. You like I said, he if he wants to finish twenty second every week, hey, more power to you, man. Do it. But uh, he doesn't, and he he he's going to try really hard to make a step forward. So fingers crossed, he could do that.
1: And and I, I hate to go I out.
0: I I think it's Wait one a of minute. those the bow bus is bow bus everybody is the bow bus it's
1: here. it comes (laughs) yeah it's we're started up now i I just
0: it's warming up i I guess i
1: guess (laughs) i'm concerned that we're not gonna see rossi see a checkered flag this weekend
0: um and that's a big you want to put some money on that i mean is, is this a bet are we trying to make a bet on this not tonight. <laughs> 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 got, tra- got track days to
1: pay for, right? And, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. But I just – I don't feel like Rossi's going to see a checkered flag on Sunday. Um, I, I, th- I know that he had some, some good positive results from the Jerez test, but if the weather's um, – if the weather's a little rough, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm feeling like there's he's going to be pushing to try to get to that next level, and then whether whether it be by his mistake or someone else's mistake, I just I feel like he's going to find himself in the wrong place at the wrong time this weekend.
0: Okay, all right, so that's the way your guts talking to you. What about your boy, Alex Renz? You Will know, he see a checkered flag. I,
1: I really, I'm glad you brought that up because I have it. I'm looking at the lap analysis from last year and Alex Renz was second, had worked his way up to second place by lap 19 in the race. Then he crashed and then he got back up and then he, he rejoined the race after he crashed on lap, on lap 20 or in lap, uh, had to have been somewhere on lap 20. Um, and then I think he was black flagged because that was when he caught the uh he had the Marshall strap stuck on his camera and he was riding around with the cam- with the strap hanging off the bike. Um uh, I'm really disappointed right now in, in Renz because he does show so much speed and, and he shows so much ability, but he's not seeing checkered flags. He's not doing what he needs to do to 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 make to secure the points. We've talked about it before that points win championships. And that's what Alex Renz really has to start doing. He's got to focus on, okay, if I don't have the outright pace right now to win, but I've got the pace to stay towards the front, how about I just stay towards the front? I think Alex Renz feels – I think he's got a chip on his shoulder a little bit right now in the grid because he feels like everyone else around him is being picked as the favorite. He's hearing folks talk about Fabio Cuadraro and how big of a step he's taken this year and how he's looking unstoppable. He's hearing folks talk about Fe- uh, Peco Banya and how well he's doing as well. He's hearing folks talk about the return of Marquez and that we all want to see him get better, but, but he's also, and he, I think he feels like, he needs to be part of those those conversations that he needs to be that that championship contender which i feel like he should be uh, you know obviously his i think his side of the garage is overshadowed because his teammate is the defending champion right now and his teammate has shown that he can win a championship without winning many races you know without winning races uh, uh, often you know like in typical dominant mark marquez style Joanne and wrote an entirely per- amazing season last year, secured the points that he needed to secure and won the championship. And and I think Renz is feeling a lot of that pressure right now and putting a lot oh, of that pressure okay. on himself.
0: Hold on, hold on. So I, I want to say something. You made a point about Joan Mir overshadowing Alex Renz. And you're right. However, Joan Mir would be overshadowing Alex Renz right now, even if you take the world championship away. Because Joan Mir is finishing races. Joan Mir is beating him when they both finish. And it's, it's easy to point to the overshadow being that he's the world champion. But it's what he did to become the world champion and what he's doing now, that's why he's overshadowed. To your point, he just doesn't see enough checkered flags. He's got tremendous speed but none of that matters. You said it. If you want to finish first, first you must finish. You have to finish races. Alex Renz, Nicolo Bulega, Jorge Navarro, uh, Dennis Anchu. The list goes on of these guys that obviously are uber talented. Uh, but just, what in the world? Why can't you just calm it down and finish a race? What is the problem?
1: I'm going to pause real quick and just make sure that everyone knows that it was Jason
0: that filled the Bow Bus just now. <laughs> but the difference between what I do is I put them on the Bow Bus, you slap them over. I'm the one driving it. Is that- <laughs> I mean, those those bumps that you felt, folks, were not speed bumps. Those were riders <laughs> that Bo throws out of the bus and then runs over. But, but you're I, right. I think, you're,
1: you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, I, 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 that's what I feel like. I, I think the same thing about any rider that's not finishing, your teammate is going to overshadow you, even if they're only finishing 5th, 6th, 7th. That's a lot more points than what you're getting in the gravel trap. And at some point, as a professional rider, the goal for your team is to collect world championship points. There's a, there's a sponsorship aspect, which is also a monetary aspect, but there's another monetary aspect to that as well. There's pecking order in the choosing of garages. There's, there's all sorts of things that come with that. And you, as a writer, have a responsibility to your team and to every one of those men and women in the garage that work countless hours for very little money to finish the flipping race when you can finish the race. I mean, I feel like I got a little angry about this. I don't know, I, I got fired up all of a sudden. But I, I just, every time I think about Alex Wrens, I think about when he was in Moto2 and how easy it looked and how smooth and fast he was. And then there are times in like a four or five week period in Moto GP where we see it. And then we see what we're seeing right now. Right. Which is fast, competitive, On crash happy. Yep. Yep. Fast, and, and it's, competitive. It's... it's, it's Two-thirds of the way yep. through
1: the race on the deck.
0: Yep. Uh, and costing his team money in carbon fiber. So, you know, I, I just – his situation is different from Maverick, but, but at least Maverick finishes races. You know, it's, I said this another time. In a factory team, you have a responsibility to the factory back in Japan, back in Italy, whatever – to get as many points as possible, and to finish races. But you're supposed to be in a factory team. You're not supposed to be finishing 10th. Factory teams are top five. That's that's the very least that they're willing to accept. Right. You've got a guy on on Yamaha machinery, two-year-old Yamaha machinery, that looks better than you on the brand new kit. And your your garage mate is running off and leaving everyone on that bike. Meanwhile, you're over there hanging out in 11th, then setting the fastest lap of the race in lap 21 to get into ninth. I mean, that's garbage, but at least he's finishing races. You know, Renz Renz is just basically throwing it away. And I think I have basically now ensured we will never get an interview with any MotoGP rider, but at the same time, this stuff, is truth. I, I have no ill will towards any of these men personally or professionally, but, and I'm not saying anything they don't know, right? Anybody the worth their salt knows all the things that we're saying. We're just saying it out loud and uh, we're putting them on the bow bus. You're the one with the bus. They're probably really don't like you and anything they don't like that. I say, I blame on you anyway. So
1: I'll, I'll, I'll shoulder that burden. It's okay. I'll, uh, I'll take that.
0: You're stronger than me. Your shoulders are much wider, so I like it. You, you know, you're set. You're set up to carry that burden. You're a beast of burden. I like it. I like it.
1: So we've talked about how strong Francesco Banya is. I want to switch gears just a little bit here. We'll move across the off the grid a bit. What are you expecting out of Francesco Bignaya this weekend, given his momentum in 2021, and also considering how well he did not do? you know i'll say how well he didn't do but he finished 13th last year um in a race that was largely you know it was a race of attrition we saw a lot of folks right. fall we saw a lot of uh, you know crashes and and getting right. issues
0: yeah so here's the thing so in 11th last year you had joan mir in 12th you had brad bender 13th you had Francesco bagnaya and 14th you had alaysia spargaro four of those riders will be in the top 10 at least. I bet you two of those riders will be in the top five. I think Joe and Mir will be in the top five. I think Peko Bagnaia will be in the top five. And I think that Alicia Spargaro will be in the top 10. Um, you know, Brad Bender hasn't really had the form this year. We know the talents there. He, he, I, he didn't do well here last year. This is really not his track. I, he didn't really do well here in Moto 3. He didn't do well here in Moto 2. Not not phenomenally well. Um,
1: well, you're also going to combine that with the fact that they're having issues out of the front end of that bike this oh, year. Oh, right, right, So right, it's, right. Only so going it's make not it all Brad Bender.
0: No, no, I didn't mean to say that. But this isn't one of his favorite tracks where he might be able to overcome some things because it's he's just so good here, right? Right. So, I mean, so there's some there's some issues there. But I, I think Mir is going to be top five, and I think Peco Bagnaya will be top five because until Peco Bagnaia starts to choke, I believe in him. I think I said this on our podcast last week. I just love his demeanor off track, which I think lends itself to the ability to sustain positive results. Even if you have a bad one, you just come right back. You know who else was really good at that in their prime? Valentino Rossi. And. He was his – do you remember the donkey helmet that Valentino Rossi made when he made the mistake and then the the time when he overslept and almost missed a practice or something and he made the helmet with an alarm clock? The ability to make fun and laugh at yourself and just to be relaxed. Morbidelli has it. Pecco Bagnaya has it. Uh, These guys are able to overcome, but Pecco has just been on this run of form but I don't think he feels any pressure because I feel like his personality lends itself to being relaxed as soon as he walks in that garage. And that helps your team to be relaxed and do their their job even better. Because we know that pressure does make diamonds, but that a relaxed work environment where you're just there and excited to do your job every day, you're gonna be a more productive employee. His mechanics are gonna do a better job his his uh, managers will do a better job. The, everybody at Ducati will do a better job for Pecco because he's Pecco. And the same goes for Jack Miller. I just think Pecco is more right. the relaxed kind of guy. I mean, there's stories out there about Jack and his, you know, he's he's a little hot under the collar when he starts drinking, they say. And that's okay. I don't I don't have any problem with that, man. He's an Aussie. I totally get it. And but Pecco's not that guy. Pecco is the is the like I said he's the guy that you could hang out in the paddock with at a track day and just laugh and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And then he'll go out and set a track record and come back, back in and pick up the conversation, not think about it. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like that's the dude that he is. So that's what I expect from Pecco. I think Peco's going to do great. I think mirror, he and mirror will both be top five. And then I think Alicia sparker is going to be top 10 dispute me if you want to. No, the no, Stradamus has spoken. So <laughs>
1: how long did it take you to come <laughs> up with that? So, so I had it last time. I the, came uh, up
0: with it two weeks ago.
1: So, uh, no, I'm glad you actually met, mentioned Jack Miller and, uh, and that garage as a whole. I, mean, I think we talked about it last week was, you know, that garage right now really looks like a, a unified garage. Whenever they work, they seem like they work together. You know, there's no barriers that are down between everyone um you know and we see that David A. Tardazzi gets so excited whenever they they're doing it's well. It's so much fun to watch. And, and it,
0: it that makes for great TV for me, for us as yeah, as viewers. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um but no, I think that that team and it's and I think it's great because Jack Miller and both both Pecco moved over from the uh Pramac team together into the factory Ducati team. You know, they they know they know each other. You know, they might not be good buds, but but they've got a familiarity with each other they know how that they work they know how they go about a weekend now they've got that direct factory support they've got the best they've got the best in the industry that's there with Ducati the most innovative team that's in the paddock right now um and I think that that team is is a strong team you know we've talked about the downfalls of the Ducati um in certain areas but um but as far as teamwork goes, right now, I think that they've and team structure and the way that the team handles itself, they're in a good they're in a good place right now. I really think this season that they're they're a very strong team overall.
0: I agree. They are, they're in a great spot. Truthfully, they are, and uh, I think you know I'm expecting big things from them this year. I think we got the monkey off of Jack's back, and I think you know Pecco's got to be thinking about getting a win himself, but. Um, it doesn't show. He just keeps going out there and putting up good results. And we've talked about it many times. Johan Mir proved, if you'll stay in that top five for most all the races, anything can happen. You're going to be there at the Um, end of
1: the year. Yep.
0: That's right. So nothing would make me happier than to see a guy like Peko Bagnaia with all the noise about everyone else. Becca Bagnaya coming in there and winning the championship, just like Mir did last year. Nobody talked about Mir as a championship favorite last year. That wasn't talked about. Well, of course we had Marquez was always the championship favorite with maybe uh with maybe Maverick Vinales being sprinkled in. I think we've learned our lesson with Maverick though. We're not gonna do that anymore. Yeah. And and I think I think, you know, Pecco is is just proving that he belongs. He's proven it. He doesn't it's not still proving it. It's proven. And Man, I I just, I'm just stoked for Ducati in general because, um, you know, they're a small factory that makes beautiful motorcycles and they're going up against some big, big companies out of Japan and they are, they're handing it to them right now. They're doing a great job. So, um, you know, let's see what, uh, let's see what these boys from Yamaha and Suzuki and, and Honda can do at Le Mans in the rain if it does rain. But uh, let's see what happens. I, I'm just excited. Hey, look, anytime it's a race weekend, it's a good weekend. That's Definitely. the way I feel about yeah. it. Absolutely.
1: So let's go down to your predictions again. I'm sorry. I was uh, I was hyper-focused on getting the Jack Miller uh, comment out there. What, what what were your predictions again?
0: Okay, so you you asked me about what do I think Pecco Bagnaya would do. And what I said was, last year, Joe Unmere finished 11th, Bender uh-huh. 12th, yep. Bagnaia 13th, Alicia Spargo 14th. And I said that I thought... Peko Bagnaya and Joan Mir will both finish in the top five. Def-
1: yeah, right. I remember
0: that. Okay. And then Alicia Spargaro will finish the in the 10. top ten. Yes. Yep. So now who do you have winning this race? Oh,
1: goodness. Um <clears throat> so remember I wanna I wanna we'll take a step back before I give you the prediction. Jack mm-hmm. Miller had a mechanical last year in this race. Yeah. And Jack yep. Miller fell out of the race. Um we'll go back to the to the fact that Jack Miller also won a wet race in uh, acid in 2016 so we know that he can ride the wet he's coming he's coming off some momentum Mm -hmm. that being said i think peko beña might get a win this weekend (laughs) i think i think jack miller's going to be going to be a second place finisher hmm and I am, and, not, you, and, you, and I'll go on and record and there's no to say, and there's
0: no money. You don't want to put any money on this. I'm
1: not putting any money on it, and I am not receiving any money from Ducati for making those picks. And i and you know me, <laughs> I am not a Ducati fan in the least.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I think I don't think uh, Jack Miller finished second. So I and I don't think Pecco. I wasn't going to choose Pecco to win the race. Uh, I think. Hmm. Okay. I think Fabio Quartararo is going to win this race. And I think Joan Zarco is going to finish second. Oh.
1: You're going all front. You're go- so you're putting the French boys on top.
0: viva la france you're going full zarco on us (laughs) yeah i'm going full zarco man so yeah i think that's what's going to happen and i think that joan mir is going to finish third now if i get this right i may well be a witch i don't know (laughs) but what i think is that that's what's going to happen and i that's that's just the as I'm looking at the numbers. That's the way I feel about it, and it's it's been proven to me though repeatedly that I have no idea what's going to happen on Sunday at of my GP race. I, I there's some things that happen that I'm like, how in the world does that even happen? You know, a guy like Stefan Brottle finished eighth last year, and Stefan Broddle has been a has been the best factory honda rider this year although he's just a test rider (laughs) he's been the best factory rider they've got so you know but you know we'll see what marquez can do i I don't think he can win it yet i don't think he's there um but i i do really feel like for marquez if he goes this entire year and he can't get back to the form that he had He's going to be asking questions of himself and then, you know, going into this, the next season will be super important for him to get off to a good start because that stuff starts to snowball on you when you've been at the top for so long. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can physically recover and, and come back because I think there's some guys out there that are ready to see a full strength Marquez and see what they can do against him. No, I agree, and
1: I I think that we're going to see a full strength Marquez. Um, obviously I not, hope so. Not, I hope obviously so. Obviously, it's not going to happen, you know, overnight and anytime soon. But I think that we're going to see Marquez towards the end of the season. Um, that is still going to be, or excuse me, that is going to emerge again as a strong competitor for a top top five, top three. Um, and then you know, obviously, there's going to be a lot of training that goes into the off season and then you know he's going to be able to work on the development of the bike again and really be a part of that and how the bike trans- transforms over the off season so he can get his feel back on the bike and then i think next year's going to be he's going to be strong again um uh, you know i don't think that they're going to i don't think we're going to see the uh typical marquez domination that we saw in years past i think it's going to be a lot closer but i do think that marquez is going to be right back at the tip of the spear again
0: yeah it's hard to bet against that guy honestly but you know um we'll see we'll see what happens well you know we both again man i've had a good time we uh we talked about a lot of stuff you know we talked about our own stuff and you know we've got world superbike is cranking up uh the weekend after this one so that'll be fun to talk about and moto america will be at vir now i get I get to ride VIR on Monday before Moto America is there, so maybe they want to, you know, call me up, hit us up on the Instagram at Parked and Turn One, and uh, get I'll give you my number in the DMs, and we can maybe get some tips out there for you guys in Moto America that need them. <laughs> um, to full disclosure, uh, VIR North and I don't all, always get along, so you know, just just let me let me tell you what I think about it, but um, yeah, I, it's. It's going to be a great couple of weeks of racing. I think we're basically going to alternate now between World Superbike and MotoGP, so there'll always be some racing on. I'm yeah, happy.
1: and that's going to be exciting for us, and hopefully it's going to be exciting for you guys too because we're going to be breaking everything down after we watch it each weekend.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, at expertly breaking it down, Bo. Don't don't break it down like we're a bunch of amateurs over here. I was trying to be I modest. Mean, I, I, listen, modesty has no place on this podcast. <laughs> the... I just called myself Col- Colstradamus. I mean, <laughs> did you didn't tell you got to take a cue, buddy? Um, but Bo, I guess I, you know, I guess we'll sign it off right there. Unless you've got something special you want to talk about.
1: No, sir. I just want to thank everyone for listening to us and uh, joining us here, and we we appreciate all you guys. And reach out to us. Let us know what you want to talk or yeah, want absolutely. us to talk about, and uh, and we'll talk about
0: it. Absolutely. So again, we're at Parked in Turn One. And the one is a number, no underscores, no spaces. Uh, it's just at parked and Turn one on Instagram and Facebook. And I listen I Bo told me today that we've got people all over the world that have downloaded and maybe listened to a little bit of this podcast. And that is, that's unbelievable to me. And it's so cool. So hopefully if you were over in, Uh, Europe or Asia, and you heard us, you enjoyed what you heard and got a good laugh every now and then. Uh, But keep listening. And like Bo said, contact us, tell us what you want to hear about and get our opinion on because we're opinionated and we will tell you. So uh, thanks for everybody that has tuned in and listened, our close friends that are listening. Uh, Thank you so much for participating and and helping us. But uh, hey, I guess we'll just uh, we'll just keep chugging along and keep making these, and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying it. So uh, from from me and Bo, we want to just tell you, keep that rubber side down, keep that shiny side up, and uh, keep riding, and have a great week and weekend, and uh, we hope you uh, get to watch the races, and uh, we'll talk about it next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.